This is Listen Here Now, Serious Library News, the podcast for the Pendleton Public Library. Please like and subscribe and recommend us to your friends and family. They can find the show wherever they get their podcasts, including Google, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And with me today is Mr. Joshua Eaton. Hello there. Hi. You came in uh, to the library to innocently... I don't even remember what you were doing, but I seized upon you. <laughs> that is very correct, yes. I grabbed you by the scruff of your neck, sure and I did. said, would you please uh, do some tabletop gaming programs for the library? And you very graciously said you would. I was put in a difficult position. The reason I was there, and the reason you knew to ask me that, was I was printing off some character sheets for mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons. That's so, right. So I could not decline and say, That's I right. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, uh, now you can't get away from me, and yeah. Alas. Alas! Uh, what is your job? I work as a specimen processor in Interpath Laboratory here in town. Specimen processing. Mm-hmm. How delightful. Um, where are you from? I am originally from a small town relatively the same size of Pendleton, Oregon, called Blythe, down in California, middle of nowhere. Uh, I moved around from there for t- when I was 12. I lived in a smaller town called Needles for six months. I know Needles. Yeah, it's the uh, original town where uh, the author of The Peanuts Gang <laughs> lived. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was there for six months, and then I lived in San Diego uh, for from 13 to 25, and then found myself here. Uh, it's no California, but it's certainly dry. <laughs> We do have that in common. <laughs> I felt right at home. Is Blythe also? Yes. Yes, very. Yeah, uh, the probably the most uh, worst place I've lived for, as far as going outside in dryness, mm-hmm. was uh, Needles, California. Um, I did have my shoe soles melt <laughs> one particular day. <laughs> it happens! It does, it does. Uh, the... It's not even that it's hot and dry. For people who don't live in a place like the Columbia Plateau or Needles, California, the trouble with it being dry all the time is you might not get mold on anything ever, but also your skin dries up and flakes off. Incredibly so, yes. And you feel like you are breathing oven air. <laughs> a lot. Very accurate. <laughs> um, have you moved around a lot? You have, but... I have. Uh, other than those large moves, uh, I moved around a great deal within the same, within Blythe itself when I was uh, uh, living there. I uh, moved around quite frequently, maybe like once every two or three years, but all in the same town. Uh, since I've been here in Pendleton, this has actually probably been like the longest I've been in one residential home. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing here? Uh, honestly, I really enjoy going on walks. I do them daily, um, and just kind of I like seeing 
like I, I start off walking down just downtown Main Street and everything just for like the business half of it, but then I go down towards uh, the levee and the river, which I really enjoy walking alongside. And there's a lot of gorgeous trees down in the area, so uh, for a small town, it's pretty scenic. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing when I'm on the levee is sometimes you see the pelicans just hanging out in the river, looking terrifyingly like dinosaurs. The first time I saw one here, I was extremely confused. <laughs> Uh, being from San Diego, I'm very familiar with pelicans as well as seagulls. Mm-hmm. And I saw the first time I saw seagulls was at Walmart's parking lot, and I was just like, "Dude, you're lost. Get out of here! <laughs> like, what are you doing?" They uh, they come in and they follow the uh, plows. The plows turn over earth, and they always turn up mice and bugs and stuff. And so the seagulls. They do it everywhere that, you know, isn't more than 2,000 miles from an ocean. They uh, follow the plows and they pick up the mice. That's extremely interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, did you have white pelicans in San Diego or brown pelicans? Oh, it's been a hot minute. And since I lived there, I didn't often go to the beach because it was too easy to do. <laughs> uh, also, I did mention earlier that I played Dungeons and Dragons, so that isn't something I normally do near <laughs> Liquid. Uh, I want to say white. I could, be... I could be very wrong. Do not quote me on that. All right. Uh, the Oregon coast has brown pelicans, and I saw them lots of times. We would go there in the summer when I was little, and so I've seen brown pelicans lots of times. But I was in my mid-twenties before I saw white pelicans in person, and it was here. Oh, interesting. Uh, For some reason, um, white pelicans, and I read up on it after I saw it, um, it's sometimes part of their migration and their life cycle, but they will live at inland uh, reed beds, like sometimes you get in the Columbia and mm-hmm. the Umatilla, and um, any kind of little lake, uh, like the reservoir. And you know, the reservoir hasn't been there forever, but if pelicans see it, they'll come, and here they are. <laughs> <laughs> Build it, and they shall come. <laughs> so yeah, it turns out I love them. I love to see them flying. Sometimes they get so high up you can't. You can just barely see them, but they're just wafting around currents. Then you see them close up, and it's just like, I should not be even this close to that creature. It's going (laughs) to eat my face. (laughs) How do you use the library? Uh, I don't have a printer, so as you found out, I come here when I need to print something. Um, other than that, I am a fan of the sci-fi fantasy genre, leaning more towards fantasy than sci-fi. Which is what our sci-fi fantasy genre selection does. Hey. It doesn't really hit the sci-fi as much as it hits the fantasy. And with me, that is perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to keep up with the newest trends, but, you know, sometimes sometimes you have to order cozy mysteries for people. Too. Sure, sure. Uh, and... The reason that I ask people about how they use the library is I want everyone who hears this to know that the library has lots of stuff, lots of different things that people come and use, and it's all perfectly legitimate. Like, some people don't check out book one, but they need the printer. Great! Here we are. Yep. People don't use the printer, but they still don't have internet at home. Here we are. Internet for you to use for free. Sometimes people need to 
just come in and not freeze to death. Hey, here we are. When I walked in today, I actually saw in uh, one of your areas that there was a, uh, a knitting group that seems to me, I would assume fairly regularly, because they had a sign up there that said it was reserved for them from 4.30 to 6 p.m., so I was surprised to see that. It, it Well, this is our second run at knitting. Okay. This is beginner's lessons. Everybody, if you want to learn to knit, it's Mora who's teaching, and she is so good. She provides some yarn and some needles and some know-how, and she gets you started, and you can be knitting today. <laughs> uh, but call us and uh, let us know that you want on, 541-966-0381. Um, also, uh, we used to have a knitting group that met here on Wednesdays, but they got too loud, and they had to be told to leave. And so they went to the bar instead. So they. <laughs> In my experience, <laughs> if there is a knitter circle, generally they can get a little rowdy. <laughs> they can. It's, they are fun people, and if you need guidance of any kind in knitting, there's someone there that can help you. I used to knit with them all the time, but my my schedule doesn't allow it mm. anymore. It's a good group. Uh. What is the furthest you've been from home or countries you've traveled in? Well, uh, home being San Diego, down mm-hmm. the south, this mm-hmm. is as far north as I've been. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, I have uh, visited uh, Tijuana, being directly next to it in San Diego. <laughs> and I also drove through Texas. I started on the east side. And 20 hours later, I was almost out of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Texas is. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is a far travel. Yeah. What were you in Texas for? Uh, when I was living in San Diego, um, one of my roommates, his fiance was in Texas, and they were planning on moving to San Diego to be together. And so uh, they needed an extra driver, asked if I would be interested. I said, sure. We flew out. And uh, landed, and then we uh, took uh, him and all of his stuff across over to California and San Diego. We uh, did shifts for the whole drive, as I'm sure everybody is aware. The car is completely full. We did not use a U-Haul whatsoever. Whoever was in the back was just like smashed between whatever. But I generally sleep on road trips, so it was perfectly fine to me. Everybody, you should probably get a U-Haul. Don't do that. Correct. I do not advise what I did whatsoever. Also, don't go with the people I went with. Uh, they cheated me into an extra shift of driving. Oh, only one rascals. of them. Only one of them. To be fair, the the third person and I, we we agreed that they would do the final leg of the trip the next morning. <laughs> so we stuck him with that extra. One. Like you think you're so clever. Yeah, you keep him in line. Exactly. Uh, what's a reference question you've always wanted to ask? Uh, I've always been interested in the like the population of uh like deaf citizens in the united states it's something i've not been uh i've always been curious about like learning sign language and all that business and then i was like wondering how useful that would be because i I myself have encountered a a small handful Mm -hmm. um now are you saying how many people who live in the u.s are 
mm-hmm. deaf? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. I can find that out for you. Oh, that'd be interesting. I will put it in the show notes also. Oh, sounds good. But I will also tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that this. as well. Not in this, but... Sure, uh, sure, sure. That's how you get them keep coming back, right? That's right. So, last time you asked... <laughs> what do you wish you knew? people knew about your job? Uh, so, being in the medical field, and we draw a lot of blood and deal with a lot of patient samples from... I, I believe we operate in four different states. Uh, a very common misconception is that we can talk to you about your results mm-hmm. and uh by law we cannot uh that by is a law. Yeah, yeah it is a hipaa violation for us to literally discuss any form of medical information with anyone other than your doctor or their staff and so every day we will have patients call and ask i would like to know about this and we refer them to their doctor and they say my doctor is closed and uh-huh. we say i am sorry for your inconvenience unfortunately that does not change our answer yeah uh, that is actually a good tip. That is something that is helpful to know. Yes. Everybody, <laughs> yes. don't ask that guy. He can't tell you. Even if I wanted to, <laughs> I would be in an insane amount of trouble. He can't even make something up. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that would be the absolute worst. It would, yes. <laughs> what is your favorite dream? Um... My fifth dream. And it can either be a dream you dream when you're asleep or a dream you have for something you'd like to do in the future. I have a funny dream that uh, I had years ago that I enjoy telling. So since given the option, I'll tell it. Oh, yay. Um, when I was younger, probably around 10, uh, I had a dream about being in a... Uh, a wheat field and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Wild Wild West, dating myself a little bit here. Of course. Um, but uh, those magnetic like collars they hand around their necks. Mm-hmm. I had a dream that those, uh, essentially those razor blades were chasing after me. Terrifying dream for a 10 year old. Sure. Uh, I wake up before anything happens. Nothing else happens of note in the dream. Except one year later, I have that dream again, except it goes a little bit further. <laughs> and the blade's getting closer. <laughs> I still wake up. The following year, for the final time I have that dream, the last thing I remember is that I tripped. So I'm oh. guessing that's why I never had the dream again. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Steampunk, you have a lot to answer for. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And I didn't realize that Wild Wild West, of everything, was going to have such an impact on my childhood. <laughs> that's, that's just not poetic. Yeah. I have seen that movie a number of times because my dad loves that Oh, Mickey. sure. Yeah. Loves it. It has its points. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I remember as a child enjoying it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can you roller skate? Uh, I have never roller skated. I have roller bladed, so I figure okay. same concept. Yeah, it is. Just the wheel configuration is different. Um, uh, when I moved up here, I got my first opportunity to ice skate. Ooh. Uh, so I tried that out. I was invited with a bunch of friends and I was like, I've never done this before. Let's see how injured I can get. Uh-huh. 
I had no problem. It, it literally translated directly over from rollerblading. It does. And uh, I got to skate some circles around my friends who like lived here their entire life with the outdoor and we had an ice skate, so I enjoyed showing off my progress. There you go. Yeah. That's the best that can be Pretty much. hoped for. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can. Ha! Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have put money on it. Honestly. Now you know. Uh, what about ride a horse? So I have not had an opportunity to ride a horse before. So uh, anytime, I, honestly, before I came here, I like I've never been face to face with a horse. Being face to face with a horse, man, the, like the difference of the size really doesn't do him justice when you're just <laughs> like a media or anything like that. Those were some big, big boys. Yeah, somebody was talking about, oh, it's it's too heavy, a person riding on them, and then they do some work, and oh, that's too much for them. They can barely tell you're on there. It looks like they'd be able <laughs> you're to You're like a hat to a horse. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> At riding them is really not, the, you're not missing anything. It's not as fun as you would think it would be. There's a lot of boniness involved. Honestly, that's about <laughs> what I would expect and why even though I'm up here, I haven't seeked to try and find out because to me, I'm like, honestly, I, I feel like that'd be painful. It, it would be painful and probably would result in an injury that would make ice skating injury look like a, <laughs> yeah. a bounce off a pillow. Sure, sure. I am respectful <laughs> of our large equine friends. <laughs> <laughs> what project are you working on now? Um, so, since I do play Dungeons & Dragons, uh, as well as a number of other tabletop role-playing games, um, I'm actually currently in the process of... I'm not at the, running a game at the moment. I'm uh, starting to begin work on making one, uh, and essentially that's all the nitty-gritty behind that, is me just coming up with, coming up with story, plot hooks, some interesting characters, uh, an interesting idea. What I'm currently leaning towards is I've always been a big fan of... Um, time loops and things like that uh, and so I am currently in the process of, it, of tentatively in the process of writing a story of the whole grand shebang of essentially Groundhog's Day but there's also some elves and stuff like that uh -huh. So, uh, and then having the uh, party members face the next day and if they happen to I, if they happen to die next day they're going to come back they will grow within the time so that they get new tips and tricks and are able to learn more about the society and things that they're in to figure out what's going on weird in order to do it. So, you ever watched the show The Librarians? I'm familiar with it. I have not watched it. There's an episode where they are, uh, through a strange accident, put into a video game and they don't know it. Only one of them really remembers that. Mm -hmm. They doesn't really know that they're <laughs> in a video game, but he knows that they start over again. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly he realizes, and then he can start to look for, like, first aid kits. And <laughs> but they keep dying, and it's been hundreds of tries to get through to get out. That's a good one. That's a good, it's a good way to run a... A party. Yeah, in my experience, generally I'm a sucker for literally any form of time travel. Anytime I've seen it in media, I'm just like, you know, that the loop or whatever, however they do, I'm just like, that's good. That's, that's nice. Good. I like it. <laughs> uh, I originally, when I was swinging around with the idea, I wanted uh, it to be have been a failed experiment, and so uh, they were going to be in every single loop 
but their past selves were also going to be there doing the actions that they did. <laughs> but honestly, that sounded like I was reaching too far. My eyes were bigger than my stomach because I was like, I like if, if we play three sessions, I now have, if there's four people playing, I now have 12 people whose <laughs> all actions for the previous day, I have to know the exact time. And I was like, I don't hate myself that much. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> It would be fascinating to do, but uh, it is for a braver man than I. That's for somebody who likes charts and Excel Uh, tables. Correct. (laughs) Correct. And what's the best project you've done in the past 12 months? Or since the beginning of COVID? I would go back to the beginning of COVID. Um, The one I'm the most proud of um, that I've done is a game that I did run. It was using the... Oh, gosh, what system was that? Um, I believe it was called... um, It wasn't Mass. It was, like, Heroes Beyond or something like that. I'm definitely misremembering the name of the system. Essentially, it's the whole superhero trope and all that business. Uh, But I didn't have it... Like, I used, like, the structure of it. Of People have, like, powers with the typical, like, oh, like, my father died and now I'm a billionaire like Batman S style everybody gets to do their their shtick and uh, I managed to run the game and give my players intense like anxiety after every single session ended and it was literally just them having to save like two people one person that they had and they were protecting a second person they had to save and they had clones of them and the clones kept dying off and they kept failing and at the end of it all when they successfully beat the bad guy and the villain and all that coming together uh i had my players cry oh, <laughs> like man. it was just such intense emotions <laughs> and like as i'm doing my big dialogue and everything for like the cleaning up and like the nice flowery ending and all that business i have to excuse myself up for a moment in order to cry as well it was just a wonderful experience i've never had before for as long as i've been playing and i've never met such wonderful people to play a game with and uh to really do that because i love drama I love the emotion, I love the feels, but D&D and those kinds of games, it's really each person, I believe there's like nine different types of players, and so the fact that I lucked into getting three that were interested in that same thing, astronomical. Yeah, that is great. That's a good project. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you cook? Uh, I can I cook? Yes. Well, no. <laughs> Um, what's for dinner? Uh, I just ate. Speaking of not cooking well, <laughs> uh, I just got off of work, and so I needed to uh, grab something quick to eat on my way here. So, in this particular case, I just swung by some fast food. I had some Jack in the Box, so nothing too impressive. I had that for breakfast, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> what's your favorite website? Um, well, believe it or not, I don't frequently use the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I'm gonna go ahead and go with an, an app as opposed because uh, I think that, that counts, that, that counts mm-hmm. right? Now it is. Um, I am a frequent listener of um, podcasts themselves, and so when you invited me on, I was like, I know the shtick, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm a white male with a beard. By everything that I've heard, I'm, this was destined to happen at some point. I didn't even know he had a beard when I asked him to be on. <laughs> yeah, you could feel it. Um, so, 
so yeah, I that's most of what I use my time for is listening to either podcasts or audiobooks. Um, I did used to like use like a uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll a lot mm-hmm. more to watch anime. I haven't been watching as much recently. Mm-hmm. One of my librarian friends sends me anime every Christmas. Oh, it's delightful. Delightful. Depending on the anime, I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last movie you saw or TV show you binged? I am currently binging uh, New Girl. My One of my older sisters recommended it to me about 9 to 11 months ago. <laughs> and uh, I ran out of a thing to have on in the background. <laughs> and so... That fills that spot nicely. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Like, uh, they have some moments are better than others. Some characters are better than others. Um, but I'm getting close to wrapping it up and calling it good. Yeah. Good job. Uh, have you seen the one with Prince? So, I have no recollection of what Prince looks like. So when that episode comes on, I'm like, how accurate is this guy? And so I immediately go to Google. And I Google the episode, and it's like, that's straight up Prince. And I'm it like, is Prince! No he way! He loves that show! <laughs> that's what I read. It blew my mind. <laughs> I was extremely surprised, and uh, there was another episode uh, that came on several seasons afterwards, um, and it also had, uh, gosh, I believe it was Chef Gordon Ramsay on it and everything, and so I was just like, all right, sure, whatever. (laughs) Okay, Yeah, somehow. You you had Prince already, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Who even cares? Yeah, it was also very disorienting, because my first thought after seeing Prince uh, on that episode was like, oh, that's a weird choice for them to put a dead person on a show. Yeah, he wasn't yet. Hey, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Given two moments of thought, (laughs) I recalibrated. It's oh, an even man. better trick to have the actual guy on there after he died. Yeah, that is amazing TV. Yeah, truly, truly. Terrible. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. What was the last book you read? Uh, the last book I read was... Um, uh, I reread a series just recently. Uh, it's Super Powers with an ED at the end of it mm-hmm. by Drew Hayes. Uh, it's a four book series. Um, essentially, the premise is that heroes are a real natural thing in this world, but because they are liabilities, when you have people going around smashing around stuff, they have to go to college to get a degree, get a license. Only the top ten that are the best of the best get to be afford because otherwise life is miserable. In this world, they have powers, which are people who are born with the powers, but not the control whatsoever. For example, a person teleports whenever they sneeze. They do not control where they teleport to. It just happens. And mm-hmm. It happens every time they sneeze. <laughs> and so they're looked down upon, this kind of thing. So the premise of the book is that uh, they have five people with that are just powers with no control, a secret shady organization, seeing if they can use science to make the transition from having no control to having control and putting them as test subjects secretly going forth while they are monitored by a couple of their henchmen in that kind of setting. That sounds good. It was pretty interesting. They had a couple spinoffs as well. Uh, What is your favorite book? Oh, man. 
That's a good question. Um, so I knew this one was coming, and I've been desperately thinking <laughs> for a while. Uh, probably... Honestly, I'm going to say one that I haven't read since I was a child. Um, uh, the Phantom and the Tollbooth. Oh, yeah, Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, that that's the Phantom Tollbooth. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was... That's probably what... It didn't start my love of puns and wordplay, but it didn't hurt it in the slightest. It just encourages. Truly, truly. <laughs> uh, please recommend a third book. Um, I feel like this is a very common... It might just be because of the circles I run in. But uh, if people haven't read it yet uh, for the sci-fi fantasy genre, I would love to recommend... Um, Mistborn, M-I-S-T-B-O-R-N, by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, he is an amazing fantasy author. Uh, it is the first in a trilogy, um, with another trilogy taking place afterwards after time skip. Uh, the setting is, uh, there was a war, there was a great evil. Uh, the hero showed up, he killed the great evil, um, but now he's there to rule, and he's like, all right, guys, I'm in charge. And the people that disagreed with him, they don't matter as much because he's immortal and he cannot be killed at this point. <laughs> so we flash forward a thousand years in the future. He's still around. The descendants of the people that didn't like him, they are not treated well. <laughs> They're essentially the, the serfs, the slaves, and all that. Uh, and then the people who were on his side, the descendants are noblemen and like the guys in charge. Uh, Brandon Sanderson loves making new and interesting magic systems in Mistborn. It is called Allomancy. Uh, there are ten different metals. If you can ingest one, and they all have their various powers associated with them for what they can do. One is you can make uh, you can charm a room. You can make a room sleepy. Uh, you can bounce off of walls. You can magnetize push things. You can magnetize pull things. There's always reverses. And if you can do one, that's what you do. You can either do zero, one, or all of them. If you can do all of them, you're a misborn. And the premise of the book is a essentially a glorified heist where they want to break into the God King's throne room and steal all of his goodies. <laughs> and uh, that's how it starts off, and then it continues, and Brandon Sanderson does a great job of consequences being a thing, and allowing there's not really a happy ending, power vacuums <laughs> and problems that arise, and I really appreciated that he uh, really followed through on what would normally happen in those kind of situations. Right. Because if there is no power vacuum and everything ends well, then you get the God King, and that's not... Exactly. <laughs> that's not happy. Exactly. A different kind of problem. Pretty much. <clears throat> What's the last transportation problem you had? Uh, The last transportation problem I had... <laughs> it was actually pretty funny timing. I was, uh, I was supposed to... Uh, take a flight down to uh, visit a friend in Utah and uh, I ended up uh, not catching that flight and so I had to come back and that was very upsetting and disappointing Um, I had taken time off for work so now I just had the time off for work so whatever but uh, that following day 
I went to start my car and I had an issue with my battery. And thankfully, I was at home and not at the Walla Walla Airport, <laughs> <laughs> which is where I would have been. So silver linings, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Walla Walla isn't the worst place to get stuck. but Yeah, yeah. it's a lot further from home than I prefer for that problem to be. And also, that airport is a bit bleak. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> How were you inspired to get into the job you have? Uh, I've always so I take great pleasure in helping people and just generally what I can do, but also um, I can only do so much kind of thing. And so uh, being in at Interpath Laboratory as a specimen processor, um, while many people don't see me, know my name, understand my job whatsoever. Um, I myself alone am helping hundreds of people just by essentially making sure that their um, test results come back to them safely, accurately, and timely. That's right. It's good to help the people, even if it's in a small way that's (laughs) not (laughs) glorified. (laughs) Which I'm okay with. Yeah, me too. Thank you for being with us. Will you come back again and talk about your program for the uh, tabletop? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me.